Hello. Today, this episode of Chronicle Cast is a follow-up of our Sundance 2013 interview with Travis Matthews about his film Interior Leather Bar, which, if you haven't caught up with before, go back and check that out at the Alternative Chronicle or on iTunes. The film Interior Leather Bar is about is, if you didn't already know, uh, about the making of a reconstruction of the infamous explicit 40 minutes of the already infamous William Friedkin and Al Pacino crime film, Cruising. Welcome back, Travis Matthews. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been. Totally. We were just saying, it's been um, not that much time since we last saw each other, but it feels like it's been a very long time. Yeah, lots, totally. Lots been happening. Yeah, well, I, actually, I, you know, you've played not just at Sundance, but Berlin, um, Hot Docs, various other queer film festivals around the country, um, as well as at the Alamo Draft House. What has been the reception and, and how is the film played in those various different places beyond Sundance? You know, it's been, from the beginning, I knew us, the particular ingredients of this, me and James and us using cruising as a reference point, was regardless of what we created, it was going to sort of elicit a, a particular response that was intense and polarized. Mm. And um, we just embraced that from the beginning and, you know, made choices that, that we felt were right for the film and tried to be uncompromising and, and daring with what we were doing. And um, it's played out very much like I thought in terms mm. of depending upon who you are, I mean, you could probably say this about any movie, but I think with our film in particular, there's a lot of, of expectations of a particular sort of mm -hmm. people going into the film thinking that they're seeing one thing. And it takes people on a ride, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a docu-fiction that in a lot of ways is an experimental film. And um, some people love that and think it's smart and it's great how it provokes a lot of discussion and ideas. And other people feel like they're cheated of, of seeing James Franco shirtless in a leather bar. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, 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 it's what we signed up for, and I couldn't be happier about it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, what, like, what certain insights or things that you kind of picked up that either people kind of read it to them or other critics kind of responses to them that you've gotten along the way, you know, from varying points? Well, um, on the positive side, mm -hmm. I'll say, um, and thankfully a lot of the people that I respect the most, comments that they've made was that, thank God it's not what they expected, and it was much more layered and smart and provocative and um, kind of fascinating, and, and the, the looking through the lens of cruising, but mm -hmm. in a contemporary context. And the idea of celebrity, the idea of boundaries, the mm. idea of censorship, all of these things that we wanted to, to bring up. And then on the more negative side, the things that have been echoed are, you know, just people being a little bit confused as to what they're watching. And then also um, being disappointed that there's not more sex or there's <laughs> not more, there's not more of, of James and the leather bar and... Yeah. Uh, and you know, but uh, people continue to question James's intentions, mm. and that's been something for me to acknowledge and not be coy about. While at mm -hmm. the same time, you know, like he needs to speak for himself, yeah. or people need to ask him directly yeah. if it's not if not clear totally. to them. Have you like 
felt the pressure sometimes of people kind of putting you because you were queer and because James is a big question that he's a very private person to kind of defend that collaboration a bit or sure yeah sure and you know the at some of the gay festivals we've been to, people in the Q&As have said that they don't feel like this is a gay film. And mm. I agree with them. Mm. I feel like it's a queer film. Mm. And I don't usually, like I also tell people, like I don't usually make the distinction strongly between like queer and gay. And I actually, I don't use the word queer that often. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like this is a very queer film and how it's constructed and the things that we bring up. And that it invites different sexualities to have this conversation and to sort of mix together. Yeah. But I feel like my other films I've made are gay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like totally. I can make that distinction. Yeah. And um, whether that is something that, that, that an audience member finds um, interesting and provocative is, or, or, or dismissive is, is up to yeah. them. You know? Well, I think it's the conversation that needs to be had about queer cinema. Like we had new queer cinema. Mm-hmm. We're having this like period afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, what's next and how does that relate to the larger sphere of cinema and larger sphere of the world? Cause mm-hmm. like, I feel like in subtle ways, in small ways, we're seeing slightly queering of culture a mm-hmm. little bit, mm-hmm. but it's still very small and isolated for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I do think like a film like this, like takes all those questions like really directly, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, and it is interesting because, I mean, I, um, at Sundance, when I first saw the film, and subsequently, since I've seen it before, me and another colleague, him being straight, mm-hmm. and me being on the queer spectrum, you know, um, both responded to it completely, and, you know, in completely different ways, but, like, both in a very much, like, yeah, this is, like, definitely a film that we can't stop thinking about, that we can't stop talking about, that we can't stop, uh-huh. you know... Uh-huh debating and wrestling with and everything but like all like in a very positive sense because there's a clear point of view that I think needs to be more of in general not just within the queer you know cinema world but the larger world I mean that's what and 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 that's a lot of what we hoped to do with interior you know I mean there's there's no way to under appreciate or estimate what it means that James is so central to this project. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be a different movie without him in it. It wouldn't even exist. Do you know what I mean? Or it would exist as something that was a different beast, a different animal. So, you know, us collaborating on this is is great because I feel like it, 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 it is provoking those questions and conversations in ways that... Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would have done it otherwise. Right. You know. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious too. Like, I mean, obviously they're completely different films, but like for you, what has been like some of the major differences between your festival experience with "I Want Your Love" and then the subsequent release on VOD? Which, if you have not seen it, listeners, you should go and you should look it up and you should watch it. It's Thank amazing. You. Um, but um, like, what was what's been like the major differences between you know that and the subsequent release and this for you? Well, I didn't have a celebrity, and I want your love. Yeah, <laughs> true. So that's a major difference. Um, I think 
I Want Your Love brought up um, questions about explicit sex and whether or not that film was pornography or an art film. Mm -hmm. And that was a major conversation that I had again and again and again. With Interior, there's so many different things that are provoked, and it's on a different stage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's on, like, sort of gay festival stage, but it's also on, like, the hot dog stage and the Sundance and Berlin stage. So it's, 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 it's provoked different types of usually in pretty intense engagement um, from different demographics that I didn't really engage with quite so much with I Want Your Love. Yeah. One thing that's been really interesting to me, this was more so in the beginning of our festival run, um, less so now when we're mostly doing gay festivals, but in the beginning when it was in the non-gay festival world, uh, I was hearing from straight men who were telling me that you know, they went into the film thinking they were progressive-minded mm. straight men, da 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 and it challenged things in them yeah. that they didn't realize were still there. Mm -hmm. And um, those have been really interesting conversations that I've had, and not ones that I anticipated, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I didn't go into this film thinking I wanted to do something that was for straight men, but... It's certainly been gratifying for me to have those conversations with straight men around sexuality and gay sexuality mm -hmm. because I have to assume that that's probably the hardest demographic to really um, get to have that kind of authentic conversation with, right. you know. Totally. Yeah. Well, also, because um, I remember it happening uh, a few months back, um, what was the whole experience with I Want Your Love? being banned, banned in Australian yeah, yeah. Uh, film festivals, and then you playing into your living What was that like, and then going Loved into that, that we atmosphere? That. Yeah. Well, I didn't go to Australia with it, so I oh, wasn't there okay. for it, but I was very much like up to date with what was happening. Mm -hmm. Well, I Want Your Love was about to do a festival life in Australia, and they have a very antiquated like, classification system, mm -hmm. and um, some Christian group put it on their radar, and then they watched it, and they deemed it pornographic, which means in Australia that it's banned from any public viewing of any sort. So there was a petition by some filmmakers and festivals in Australia, and they asked me to make a statement. I made a statement, and then I thought, I should ask James to make a YouTube video yeah. speaking out against it, because it was the movie that brought he and I together. And it also is a real-life example of what we're talking about in interior in terms of um, censorship and boundaries and, and all of that. So, and I knew that him doing that, making a YouTube video, would be something that would go viral and mm -hmm. that all of the press in Australia would pick up and it would keep that conversation alive. Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened. I didn't anticipate it to be something that, that, that pushed them to change their ruling, but I mm. hoped and still hope that it was something that was loud enough that, that it was sort of seeding um, the Australian government or board, like revisiting how they make these decisions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that remains to be seen, but I, I hope that it did make a dent in that. Yeah. And, um, and how great was it that we were able to say, okay, fine, you don't want to take my movie? Well, we have this other movie that talks about censorship that we'd like to show right. in place of it. <laughs> totally. Like, that was <laughs> that was kind of a magical moment. Yeah. That I'm sure. Yeah, totally. So, um, 
what what is the future for uh, for this film for Interior Leather Bar? Like the release and everything, because I, I mean, even maybe not as much as say I Want Your Love. Like you know the but the thing that me and another colleague have been talking about is like who's going to distribute this and how and like yeah. you know how does that happen? Well, we're still we're we're talking about it right now, but it's happening and it will be at the end of the year, small theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll and then we'll have a release that I have to actually edit hmm. for digital plat like iTunes yeah. and Netflix and yeah. all of that. There's going to be a release that will be the same short sixty minute running time, but won't have explicit content. Really? So that's a that's a whole. Huh. I know when that happens, there's going to be a whole new sort of discussion about how our movie about censorship was censored in a way. But the DVD release and the theatrical release will still be explicit yeah. in, in the way that it is now. Yeah. Um, and that will happen, I think it's going to happen in December. Yeah. So basically, without your knowledge, I'm just going to start a change petition and just be like, uh, iTunes, what's up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do the same do. thing as Australia. <laughs> please do. <laughs> you know? I think they'll probably be like, <laughs> yeah, actually, I have no idea what It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because I don't know how much I'm going to be able to. I don't want to bite the hand that right. feeds me oh, totally. at the same time as I, I need right. to feel. Well, you're in a particular position. To, you have to, you know, you have to do what you can do with, with you know, what you have. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, when it comes down to that stuff, I, I feel like it's always way out of the filmmaker's hands and then other people's hands that you just like are like, okay, like I'll do what I got to do. Yeah. You know, it's tough though because yeah. you know it's not like. It's tough because that's what our movie's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, that's largely yeah. what it's about, is these boundaries right. and the censorship. Well, like, strangely, they've done that with films in the past few years. Like, I remember uh, Carlos, the Olivier Sayas film. Uh-huh. It was like five hours. And then they released it in some two-and-a-half-hour form, I guess, because they thought most general audiences would not want to see a film of that length, even though the whole point was kind of to show the the long trajectory of this person's life throughout decades and like a pretty epic film. So kind of cutting it down in half was a little weird. Yeah. I talked to um, the director who did the documentary that's out right now that everybody's saying is like the best documentary ever about the Cambodian. um, Oh, the act of killing. Yeah. The act of killing. I talked to him in Istanbul because we were both Mm. playing there and he told me that he had like a three something hour version and he had to, he had to, leave that version for some festivals and some screenings mm. but he had to trim it down to like I think 90 minutes yeah for um, you know other other ways in which it was being seen totally so you know you have to do it yeah definitely well um, uh, I just want to thank you so much for sitting down with us My again pleasure. and everything and you know good luck on uh, the release and everything and Thank you so much for joining us again, Travis. My pleasure.